This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to give our listeners the best information about our local market and what's happening. Um, all right. And to help me today, I have Steph Stoltenberg. Now, is that Steph or Stephanie? Don, I go by either. <laughs> I never notice I'm good with what anybody tells me. Okay. And... and um, Today, we're going to be talking about something that the realtors are doing that, in my opinion, hopefully your opinion, opinion. okay, is big time because we're giving back. I think most of our listeners know that um, in October, our leader, Gerard Lozano, passed away. Yes, very sad. Yeah. It's shocking. Shocking, yeah. Guy's yes. 50 years old. You expect him to go for a long, long time. And we're used to him being everywhere we are, right? He's just part of our community. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was the association executive for the Fresno Association of Realtors. Um, and he had just started in January because yeah. prior to that, he was the number two person at our association. He was our government affairs director, yes. our marketing director. And it seemed like everywhere I turned, there was Gerard. Absolutely. I feel the same. <laughs> it, it, and what's that picture in your mind? A smile. Absolutely. Sweet and kind. Very much. Yeah. I agree. And not very controversial. No, not at all. <laughs> Unless you were one-on-one with him. <laughs> <laughs> then he would let out his, uh, his opinion. So anyway... Um, and he was also a co-host here on the show. Um, he uh, Sometimes when I couldn't make it, he was the backup guy. I guess that's what you'd expect from your marketing director, right? Absolutely. And he was good at it, too. He knows everybody, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he did. So today we are calling out all those people that know him, knew him, yes. um, liked him, loved him, because we're doing the... Gerard Lozano Memorial Blood Drive yes. this coming week, yes. Monday through Saturday. All week long at any location. You know, um, I think in our valley, we there's plenty of people that do blood drives for many reasons. But in this particular case, just seeing us all kind of come together in memory of someone that is truly, um, he's a champion. He's a real estate champion. And uh, I was at his um, January event where we actually, you know, moved him into that leadership position. And what an exciting event that was, right? Mm -hmm. Lots going on. And you were brought up stage, everybody was. So to see that cut short, I think, uh, was pretty impacting for everybody. Yeah. It's an eye-opener, too. Yes. We We better live our best lives. Yes. Because you don't know when no. it's your time. No, no, you really don't. And it's good. And to see the pouring of love and kindness and um, consideration to his family, to all of you at the association that uh, have to go on without him. <laughs> and I imagine that's a bit challenging. 
It has been very challenging. Tell us. I want to hear because we already have COVID and all of that going on. So we're in an unusual year anyway. And then now with the loss of Gerard, how has it affected you? Well, this year I'm serving as president of the Association of Realtors. So Gerard and I talked every day, sometimes almost always on a Saturday and sometimes even on a Sunday. I believe it. Yeah. And um, there were times and he was new in his position. Um, so there were times where I would help him out. Like he would run scenarios by me and say, well, what do you think? What, what should I do? Yeah. So <clears throat> I liked it that I was that confidant. Yes. Um, well, you've been around a long, long time as well. I don't want to say you're old. You're well, very you did when you said long, long time. You could have <laughs> just said long time. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people probably don't realize that you are the president of the Fresno Association of Realtors. This is your year. You've had another year that was equally kind of crazy, if you ever want to talk about that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> you've done an awesome job. You really have just keeping uh, peace, happiness, you know, keeping us moving forward. And you do have all of that experience. A lesser experienced president would probably be pretty crazy. I bet you there's people that don't even know how many people are inside of our association, like how big of an association it is. Do you want to say what our numbers are, like how many belong to the association? Well, you know, it changes daily. Right, but But I'm going to say 4,400. Yep. And give or take 100, I'm there. Yeah, no, and that that is huge. And there's a lot that you guys do, so we appreciate all your work. That's right. Um, now, you're also a president of an yes, organization called the Women's Council of Realtors. Yes, I am. Tell us what y'all do. Yeah, no, so we are, um, I call us a political organization. We're leadership training for women, um, and, we, and really we have men as well, but it's just uh, to bring women into powerful positions. A lot of it's within organizations. So we, as you know, hold, uh, some of our membership hold positions in the Fresno Association of Realtors locally. Some hold positions with the California Association of Realtors, the National Association of Realtors, and our organization is national. So we have local, state, and national levels. So um, training people, uh, especially women, how to lead, how to come into those positions and help um, really guide the massive organization that the real estate community has. And you do a lot for training people, right? Yes, what, yes. What, what all do you do? So we have a pretty rigorous training schedule. Locally, we try to provide um, and even to our whole real estate community, and actually the business community. Um, different topics that we think would be of interest. It could be um, how to run a brokerage. It could be, uh, we just did one on Airbnb that was actually really awesome. So if somebody was interested in, and wanted to understand for their clients or even for themselves, um, we have question and answers. But on a state and, and local level, a state and national level, we have all types of um, events that we attend. So if you're in leadership position locally, you gotta be prepared to travel. <laughs> So it's good. Here, all right. Here's a funny one. So I really wanted to make that one on Airbnb because I don't it know very good. much about it. I yeah. wanted to learn, but I couldn't make it because I had another meeting. I had to, uh, well, it was our board of directors meeting. Oh. And I, I yeah, I had <laughs> to be You're not going to miss that. Yeah. That's part <laughs> of the problem with being president. You yes. got to show up for those things. Yes. So I did the next best thing. I took your guest, Cam and, and Darren Wade. Yeah. Wig, 
and I invited him on the show last week. Oh, that's awesome. So I got to ask all the questions that yes. I don't know. Yes. So here's what ended up happening. Cam was obviously our guest, and they are so amazing, and they do such a great job, and she had such good information. But we actually had Cam, and then the other lady that joined actually like oversees a large number. So she would be considered really experienced. And then Cam has been growing in it with, with Darren and all, and it was just fun to see both perspectives right they both had very good information and camping local was even super awesome because a lot of times a local guest maybe doesn't want to share all their little secrets so we totally appreciated that yeah yeah it, and having somebody local is important especially when you, when you're here in the central valley because i can see airbnb working really well by disneyland yes. or san francisco yes but come on, Fresno, who, you know, but actually I was surprised to find yes, out. No, it's good data. I tell you, the lady that was on with Cam, she is in that Disneyland area. So she's got all, and actually there's areas in the Southern California that won't even allow it. So that was news to us. But there are people that definitely come here for all variety of reasons. And Airbnb has been very successful for many people that I know. So yeah, it's very surprising, but people are moving and have reasons to want to be somewhere, even traveling nurses. And I don't know what she told you last week. I wish I would have listened, but um, there's a lot of reasons that people do come temporarily to Fresno. I know you said you wish you you wish you would have listened. You know, you can go to the bod- podcast. Okay, you go I'm to nine forty espnfresnocom Go to podcasts. Drop down to Welcome Home Radio. Yeah, I definitely will listen because it, it's a good topic. It's timely. And now there are people that are trying to figure out maybe with rentals what they want to do with them. Do they want to buy or sell because the market is just so crazy? And then uh, that's a viable option. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, I want to give it to Steph Stoltenberg because actually the blood drive that we're doing for Gerard Lozano was her idea. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take all the credit, but I can't. <laughs> it was your idea. You came to me and said, what about this? And yes. it's like, we're on. Yeah. You know what? I appreciate you, Don. All year, really. And even last year, as we were trying to prepare for this year, we've talked about some different things and ways we could possibly collaborate and bring everybody together and, and just grow um, stronger together, right? And so tossing the blood center idea around, uh, I do have a strong connection with the people that work there. I've been helping with some different things. You've done some amazing blood drives in the past. I love listening to the stories and very similar types of scenarios. So um, it was you that took it to the next level here. And, And I really appreciate you actually being open to it. As president, you get hit with a lot of ideas. And so um, it means and some a lot not to so me. good ideas. Too. <laughs> well, of course, all mine are great, right? That's how uh, I feel. Right, right. <laughs> no, no. But honestly, um, it takes a lot to to say yes to somebody and then pursue it. Because do you make all the decisions yourself, Don? Do you just like willy nilly go run? Or I know you have a whole host of people to have to check with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, sometimes I come up with the most brilliant ideas. <laughs> But if I don't present it properly to the board of directors or to the executive officer, which was Gerard, I remember Gerard looking at me several times like, you've gone crazy, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) So you've been in leadership for so long. You've actually been inspirational to me because I really haven't led in these more political organizations where there is very structured. And I don't mean them in a negative way. I mean, you know, learning how to run a meeting with an agenda and having it, you know, similar all the way up to the National Association, how they would do things. And you've been helpful with me because you give me good suggestions because that whole presentation of an idea, it's critical, right? 
because certainly um, if you aren't able to package something in a way that you feel is going to be accepted, well, it's never going to go through. I think you could come up with a cure for COVID, and if it's not presented properly, uh, people aren't going to accept it. I agree. So I'm still learning, and so I'm watching, because quite honestly, you're a master at it, and I appreciate having somebody that does that well. (laughs) Well, okay, I'll take that, that I'm a master, because I'm probably batting 300. You know, a great hitter in baseball bats 300. Yay. That means seven out of 10 times you're out. There you go. <laughs> but you can accept the seven out of 10, right? So then there's some of us that are like, we think we got such a good idea. Well, you have to do it. And then, you know, we can't just be defeated. We move on, right? You just... I'm struggling with that accepting. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work out so good. Yeah. All right. We are going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. We have a guest speaker coming on. Thank you. Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, and we have Steph Stoltenberg, president of the local chapter of the Women's Council of Realtors here. And on the line, we have Chris Staub of the Central California Blood Center. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Don. Good morning. Hi, How are you, Chris? Hey, <laughs> I'm well. Um, Don, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, Stephanie, nice to talk to you again. Yes, good to hear your voice. Well, hopefully you can help us and our listeners understand more about giving blood, yep. what what all's involved, why it's needed, and how it really doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. So uh, the Central California Blood Center, as uh, many of you know, Um, We provide all the blood products that are needed by hospitals in the Central Valley, uh, five counties, and um, about 6,000 blood products are needed for patients every month. And that is regardless of whether there's a pandemic on or not. (laughs) And so uh, under normal times, it's, it's hard enough to get enough blood donors on a constant basis to meet the needs. And uh, as you can imagine, with the pandemic on and a lot of folks uh, fearful to go out and, uh, you know, not wanting to be in public very much, um, it's even harder to get healthy people to come out and donate blood. Um, But we are uh, doing everything to make the blood donation experience a safe one for our donors and our staff and also um, to make it as easy as possible for people and convenient. Uh, Chris, I have a question for you because I know that as we've put on some uh, blood drives, especially since the pandemic has been um, really in full force, uh, people may be confused about whether or not the virus is transmitted through blood. And I know you have a good answer. Maybe you could tell our listeners. Thank you, Steph. So uh, there's no evidence that the virus uh, has been transmitted by blood. Um, What uh, what are transmitted in the blood are antibodies. If if an individual recovered from COVID, uh, that individual has antibodies against the virus, and um, by by those people donating plasma, uh, we we then have a uh, sort of a medicine available uh, to provide to hospitals, and we've been doing this since April. 
to fight COVID. And so people who recovered from COVID are actually uh, helping to save lives of people who are um, suffering from severe COVID in the hospitals. But as far as regular blood donation, uh, there's, you know, there's no evidence or concern that uh, blood can transmit the virus. And, well, of course, we, we screen donors for, uh, for their health and make sure they're as healthy as, as we can possibly know. Uh, but there is no, uh, no tests for COVID being done on blood donations per se. And your screening, I know, is very, um, whether you come into, whether a blood drive is being done at the center, which is always open, or on location, I know, because I've been to several, the whole um, thermostat comes out, you know, we test for, uh, you mm-hmm. test for whether or not there's fever or any indication. So it is truly um, a whole process people have to go through. And I think that it makes people feel pretty safe. So you guys have done an excellent job of trying to, uh, you know, follow as many um, considerate rules as possible when it comes to donating. Uh, with the plasma, you know, Chris, I know that probably people in our valley don't even know um, what role the, the blood center plays when it comes to the plasma uh, that you guys draw and what you do with it. Do you want to expound on that at all? Well, um, back in April, uh, when the pandemic was just arriving in Fresno, um, that was about the time that uh, the federal government, um, the, the FDA and the CDC, requested all blood centers in the nation to uh, begin to prepare to collect plasma donations uh, from people who recovered from COVID and then to make that available uh, as a therapeutic agent to people with COVID. And so blood banks have responded really well mm-hmm. to that. And in fact, we were the first, uh, Central California Blood Center was among the first in the state to be collecting convalescent plasma. And we were the first in the nation to actually pathogen reduce it, which is an extra safety step that we uh, go through here that is not required, but it's above and beyond what's required. And it makes the plasma even safer for recipients. And so uh, we're proud that we were uh, the first in the country uh, to be able to do that procedure. And and then we have been ramping up the production. So finding more and more people who recovered from COVID and trying to get them to donate plasma. And and the government has asked blood banks, please stockpile, uh, please have a surge. They want us to have a surge in collecting this uh, COVID convalescent plasma because they anticipated the need is going to be skyrocketing in the fall and winter. And that's exactly, unfortunately, that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, Can I just have you mention, um, there's a difference between uh, collecting blood and collecting yes. plasma, and maybe it would be good to just explain in case somebody has recovered and they would be interested in donating the plasma, the, what is to be considered as far as time and, and all of that. Thanks, Stephanie. So um, the best advice is uh, for an individual to go on our website, donateblood.org. It's very easy to remember, donateblood.org. And that website uh, has everything about regular blood donation, which, as I said, we need over 6,000 uh, blood products a month. So we need a constant um, um, stream of uh, healthy people coming in and donating regular whole blood platelets and plasma. And then also on our website, there's a button to press for uh, if you've recovered from COVID uh, that brings you to the COVID convalescent plasma page. And that uh, describes the eligibility. Uh, uh, so for example, uh, the individual would have had to have a, a diagnosis of COVID when they were ill 
as well as a positive test for COVID at the time of their illness. And then they have to be recovered completely with no symptoms for more than 28 days and to be eligible to donate plasma with these antibodies against the virus. And uh, so that's for the COVID uh, plasma donation. So both of those are quite different, of course. Uh, one is the, the routine blood donations, platelet donations from healthy um, patients, and then the other being the recovered COVID people who are back back to work and they're feeling great and they've been feeling good for more than 28 days. Those are the uh, COVID convalescent plasma donations. How long does it take to, to um, give plasma, just so somebody's prepared for the time? So those donating plasma, from the time you walk in the door, I would say about an hour and a half. Just important uh, to know. Screening. Pardon me? That's just important to note because it does take a little yes, longer. Yes, that is. And so there's the screening process, which is similar to uh, a regular blood donation. We have to ask um, all the FDA-required uh, questions and um, make sure the person's eligible. And then the actual time in the chair uh, is maybe 45 minutes or okay. so. So uh, easily uh, in and out within, within an hour and a half. Chris, if I could ask this, because I, I know one of the best parts of giving blood, which I've done many times, is it's like a mini physical. Um, That's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a friend who went there, and he was a regular giver, and one time they said, uh, you better go see the doctor. Your iron level is really low. And, that, mm -hmm. and had he not been giving blood, um, he wouldn't have known there was a problem. And Chris, do they take blood from people with low iron count? Uh, no. We, uh, <laughs> if someone uh, if someone presents and their their hemoglobin is a little low, uh, we have a, a fact sheet that we give them that tells them uh, what kind of foods they could eat to try to get their iron back up. Uh, but if it's uh, significantly low, then we'll, we'll uh, advise them to go to their physician as soon yeah. as possible and come back another day. And, and then and then we wait. You know, provided there's nothing else. Uh, every, every, all the other eligibility questions were fine. Uh, then we asked them to try again and maybe a, a few weeks later. And a lot of those folks come back later and then their hemoglobin is fine. Yes. So it self-corrects it, yes. as long as they eat, uh, eat well and take care. Okay, Chris, I have another question and, and this will help me personally because I've been last few weeks, I've been trying to get people to sign up to, for the Gerard Lozano Memorial blood drive. And the most common objection, I thought it would be, well, I don't have time. And that's why we're doing it Monday through Saturday right. at any of Plenty this. Plenty of time. Yeah. You can pick your time. Mm -hmm. But the one I'm getting a lot of is, oh, I can't. I'm deathly afraid of needles. I'll pass out. <laughs> What's a good answer for that one? Sometimes we hear that. You know, um, I have a daughter back east and... Um, she, ha she she's on um, a little extreme. Uh, there are people who who literally uh, can look at a needle across the room and pass out. And so I thought I, I didn't actually believe that was true until I uh, until I noticed my daughter uh, <laughs> passing out the minute a doctor walks into the room. 
So uh, <laughs> I know there are people like that, but they're they're uncommon. I mean, for most people, um, you won't pass out. In fact, if you if you drink water, uh, drink some fluids before you go to donate blood, um, it's a, it greatly reduces the chance that you'll have a, a fainting spell um, from the needle. Uh, when I donate blood, I just turn my head the other way. And and it just feels on my on my skin. It just feels like somebody gave me a little pinch, and um, that's about that's about it. I mean, it's really not painful. It just feels like a pinch, and it's always better to just look the other way. I uh, I remember when I was uh, coming in with a few different people, <clears throat> we had someone that was really afraid, and so they for sure you know mentioned to the nurse that I, I'm so nervous, and they made sure that um, the person drawing her blood specifically was extremely you know good at what they do not that all your nurses are not but some of them have a more of a track record of you know and they can calm somebody's fears or whatever some some people have a great way of making the donors relax that's it right there uh, and that's it right and and back before covid when we used to have high school blood drives which by the way we can't have now because everything's closed but um when when high school kids donate blood there are some that like to have all their best friends around their chair when they're donating to make them feel comfortable. And then there are others that don't want their friends to watch. They, you know, <laughs> so it all depends on your comfort zone, yes. whether whether you like that circle of friends next to you, which is fine. You can you can have friends. Uh, we, everybody wears a mask at the blood center now. Uh, but And we all keep more than six feet apart. But, uh, but you can certainly, um, you know, um, have other friends people you know around you uh, donor, donating as well uh, to make you feel comfortable. But it really it really doesn't hurt per se. It's just uh, more or less feels like a pinch. Yeah. And before we go to commercial break, I'd like to answer mm-hmm. my own question and say, I truly believe that the feeling of giving yes. far outweighs the pinch of the needle. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but maybe Absolutely. not the Knowing- tape. <laughs> Hopefully you could do yeah, something about that, that tape. <laughs> You know, knowing that you did something uh, in this, you know, difficult time right now, knowing that you did something to help your community is just huge. And before I, before we end, I wanted to make sure to thank all of you for participating, all the realtor groups that Stephanie and Don and others have assembled uh, for this blood drive coming up beginning Monday, November 30th and going through December 5th. I want to thank uh, Donna Rosano. Uh, she came into the blood center and made a really nice video about um, her husband, Gerard, and um, I want uh, you to, if you go to donateblood.org, I believe you can see that video on there. And thank you, Donna, for that. I want to mention a shout out to Donna. It was very and, good. Um, and I understand that Gerard himself was a blood donor for many years. And uh, when he was um, in the hospital, he needed blood himself. And so we never know when we're going to need it or when someone in our family will need it. And so I, I just urge you all to please, if you're healthy, um, come out next week. We are down right now to only a, less than a one-day supply of type O blood, and we only have a few days supply of all the other blood types. So this is a perfect time uh, for this group of realtors to be sponsoring this important memorial blood drive uh, for Gerald Lozano. Well, Chris, and, um, good news. You. I'm typo, and I'm I'm the first guy Yay. there Monday morning, right. nine o'clock. Yes, and my son and my thank daughter-in-law you. will be there as well. Thank you, Don, and thank you, Stephanie. All right, <laughs> and thank you, Chris, for calling in. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We do need to go to commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, nine forty ESPN. 
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here on the line, we have Nancy Carnahan, who is president of the Southland Regional Association of Realtors. Uh, Nancy, can you tell us where Hi, where that is? Uh, Southland Regional Association of Realtors is located in uh, Los Angeles County and includes the entire San Fernando Valley and the Santa Clarita Valley. All right, pretty big area. So somebody might wonder, well, why would the Southland Regional Association of Realtors participate in this blood drive for Gerard Lozano? So tell us, Nancy, what, why did your association agree to cooperate in this? Well, first of all, uh, Gerard is, was such is and was an amazing citizen, uh, very committed to our profession. And being involved with fundraisers uh, and blood drives, it was very important to him. So it gave us an opportunity to show our respect and our unity uh, for um, supporting his life and what was important to him. Yeah. And and you you personally knew Gerard, right? Yes, and very shocking and upsetting uh, to lose such a bright light. Um, but you know, we all have our our journeys, and I guess his was shorter than most. Yeah. Could you tell us what is it? What are you guys doing for the blood drive? Do you have a mobile unit coming, or are you doing it at the blood centers? So we have uh, we reached out to the American Red Cross and we opened up a um, a drive specifically in honor of Gerard and we are using all of our channels uh, to get uh, our members to sign up and donate. So all of your channels, how many members do you have? Uh, just over ten thousand members. Wow. Uh, yeah, and we have a lot of channels. So, you know, between our emails and our website and then social media, uh, we have lots of ways to reach our members. We have texting. Um, we we have all different ways. We've created a beautiful flyer with his picture on it, uh, and we're in the middle of it right now. Excellent. Isn't this an amazing thing that somebody from Fresno, California, could have an impact 200 miles yeah. away. That's crazy. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That's got to make the Lozano family feel great. Oh, I hope so. Because I know as yeah. as a friend of Gerard's, it makes me feel great that other realtors would join together in that spirit of cooperation, yes. which realtors are known for. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we're, we're a family. We're the realtor family. And when we lose somebody, somebody that was so influential and passionate and just a good human, uh, we all want to honor, um, honor them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And um, obviously the Los Angeles area is not part of the Central California Blood Center that we are locally doing. That's why you're doing yours through a different center. Um, Correct. But hey, Blood is blood. We need it. And the American Red Cross, they have given and they do so much 
for everybody in your community, our community, with all the disasters and everything else. So what a perfect way to really pull it all together because they certainly have been helping us here in the Central Valley with all of our fires. So blood is a big deal, and, and it's good that they're able to collect it. Yeah. <clears throat> Nancy, could you tell us, this is off blood for a moment, what's your market like in Los Angeles right now? It is very robust right now. Um, I think there's a lot of drivers of that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, interest rates. Um, this is un uncharacteristic of the season to have such a robust market. But I think the shelter in place um, has made the public reevaluate uh, what they're doing. Um, a lot of people are no longer commuting um, so that they can choose, you know, a residence that doesn't necessarily be uh, close to their work. Uh, they're choosing more rural areas. They, they care what they're looking out their windows at. Um, they're looking for more space. They need in-home offices. They need in-home gyms. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it just, there, there's a lot of reasons for people to, to move right now. Just mm -hmm. everything is different. Life as we know it is different. And so real estate just stands out uh, as the easiest way to um you know, change your current situation. So yes. it's been, it's really been good for the market. So it's an appreciation for homes that is one of the big drivers. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and people want a place to call home for mm -hmm. sure. And um, I think you the know, key when you, word. When you rent. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you, when you rent, I mean, you're at the mercy of somebody else. When it's your home, you have control over your own environment and whether you're staying or leaving um, and people want ownership. Mm -hmm. true. So here's a great question. You talked about fewer people commuting. What's the 405 freeway like <laughs> at five o'clock on a Friday? <laughs> it's still busy, uh, but not as busy. Um, uh, my, uh, my uh, daughter now lives in Pacific beach, uh, San Diego, and we were pleasantly surprised uh, when you typically drive or when we used to drive to the San Diego area, you know, we would be looking at a three-hour commute, and it was substantially reduced, and we weren't necessarily choosing a lighter time to travel. So I think there is overall less travel on the freeways. So... Uh, last question before we go to a commercial break, and keep in mind you're on an ESPN network, a sports station. Tell us what job your son has. Ah. <laughs> oh, well, my son uh, is the um, senior data engineer uh, for baseball systems for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. He, he, yeah, he writes all the back-end code for strategy um, and is considered uh, part of the team. Um, as a, a member, not on the field, but as a member, uh, so you cool. know, helping, helping to win the world championship. So when we feel like Dave Roberts pulled the reliever too soon, <laughs> is it really Drew that we should be mad at? <laughs> Don't answer that. No, that, yeah, well, here's the thing, you know, there's one thing to give advice and there's another thing to actually make a decision. There you go. So. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nancy, thank you very much. 
But most of all, thank you to the Southland Regional yes, Association absolutely. of Realtors, the Los Angeles community getting together in the spirit of cooperation yes. to support our friend Gerard Lozano. Yes, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Oh, well, they, thank you for, for starting it and, and giving me the call to uh, get our people involved. It took all of 30 seconds to get you on board. <laughs> I, I remember That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. There's, nothing to think about it's just it's a natural yeah i remember your husband tom in the background stop stop tell him yes <laughs> <laughs> all right exactly. well thank you thank you very much nancy and uh we will be back in a minute or two from our next commercial break Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Steph Stoltenberg, who is the president of the Fresno, or not the Fresno, but the local chapter yes. of the Women's Council of Realtors. And I'm going to give her the credit of coming up with this idea of the blood drive. And you will, Steph, you're going to love this to know the excitement that has gone on throughout the state of California. First of all, I mean, here we just talked we to are. Nancy yes, from absolutely. Los Angeles. Southern California. Yeah. It's awesome. And by the way, we have Long Beach on board. That's awesome. Uh, locally, Madera, Kings Canyon, Tulare County. Yep. Not Kings Canyon, Kings County. Kings County, yes. <laughs> um, Tulare County Association of Realtors are all on board. And awesome. Bakersfield is doing a big job. My, You know, I grew up and was raised in Bakersfield. This explains See, a lot. See, that doesn't surprise me. They're amazing <laughs> there. Yeah. Love Tehachapi. It's awesome. All right. So do you know Tehachapi? Because yes, on I the do. line, we have <clears throat> Josh Arantia. Of the, he's president of the Tehachapi Association of Realtors. Awesome. Good morning, Josh. Don, how are you this morning? Doing good. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Tell us, what, what are you guys doing up there in Tehachapi, which... For those that don't know, that's on Highway 58, right outside of, well, kind of halfway between Bakersfield and Mojave. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we're a smaller community up here, so we don't have a, you know, an established blood bank site. So for us, we we um, work hand in hand with the Houchin Blood Bank out of the Bakersfield area. They bring a mobile van up to our area. So on November 30th, we have a mobile site up here and we're going to have all of our realtors out on the street of course obviously with masks and distance but with signs driving traffic and bringing people in oh, to uh, you know donate blood okay i i have to give it to you Good josh idea. you have impressed me with the enthusiasm of embracing this idea absolutely that's awesome well yeah. you know gerard was a fantastic person and uh, I, I was i was fortunate enough to spend some time with him, some quality time with him at some of the functions that we do throughout the state that weren't so much business oriented, but were more personal oriented. And, you know, he was such an infectious person, person to be around that, uh, you know, obviously we were all saddened by, by, uh, by losing him too soon, but anything that we could do to put our, our spirit behind his spirit and, and get this accomplished, you know, this has been an honor to do for us. So if you're in the Tehachapi area or if you're in Fresno and you want to drive to Tehachapi. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And uh, you can give at the blood site there, uh, the mobile unit. 
Um, what was your most fun experience with Gerard? Oh, you know, Don, you know the answer to that one. But I do, because it was fun for me, too. That one. Yeah, yeah we, we, were, we were out in Chicago at a, a presidential leadership conference together, and, uh, you know, I get a call throughout uh, halfway through one of the days there, and you said, hey, we, we got some tickets to go watch the, I think it was supposed to be the Houston Astros playing the Chicago White Sox. It was. And un- unfortunately, that game got rained out, but that didn't stop the three of us from, uh, you know, I think we, we got an Uber driver or a taxi driver. We must have hung on to him for two hours Oh wow! as he took us on a tour of uh, Kaminsky. And then we went up to Wrigleyville, went to Wrigley Field, and then had, uh, you know, a traditional Chicago deep dish pizza dinner together. <laughs> um, that, that was actually a lot of fun that night. That was. And, and even the Uber driver thought it was fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on. He got to hang out with the three of us. What a lucky, fortunate person this absolutely, guy was. Absolutely. A lifetime. He's probably never going to forget. He's still talking about us, Josh. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. So uh, you're doing it the one, the one day, which is this coming Monday. Um, wh- where's the unit going to be at? So we have a, uh, unfortunately, we have an abandoned Kmart up here. So the Kmart parking lot is the perfect location for them. It's a plenty of size. There's no car, cars currently in there. And it's a visible, it's on Tehachapi Boulevard. Uh, so it's kind of right right there just outside of the downtown central hub of Tehachapi. Um, it's, it's a location that they've been using for a number of years. So a lot of our residents are familiar with it there. So it, it will be up here. Uh, again, on the on Monday, I believe we're doing an 11 to 4 uh, cent with them. And it's just, uh, I would say, a half a mile away from one of the better bakeries in the California area. So it's a great location. Come on up, give some blood, head over, get your orange juice and a pastry at the oh, bakery awesome. or a sandwich, and yeah. then move on with your day. Huh? Sounds like a time. Do you guys have snow there right now? Uh, currently, no. We have had one good snowstorm. Uh, we had one about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, the It's beautiful, sunny day today. The weather is a little cooler, so definitely bring a windbreaker, wear layers, put a jacket on. It's, it's a little cool up here right now. Right. Okay, and it's Monday from what time to what time? Uh, I think we're doing 11 to 4, 11 to 4. Okay. All right, and this is so impressive that in Tehachapi, California, people are doing something for Gerard Lozano, who was yes. our um, marketing director. He was our association executive, and also the he was the uh, co-host and backup host for Welcome Home Radio. I heard he did a better job, but I did want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Does that hurt your feelings, Don? <laughs> used to but not not, <laughs> not anymore. anymore he's a saint now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so hey, and by the way josh has been on our show before okay yeah that's awesome but it's josh good to know our ratings recovered from the last time you were on <laughs> hey josh uh, in no. um Tachipi, how's your home sales going you know uh we're we're i think i think we're pretty much mimicking what's going on throughout the state right okay. now, which is our inventory or what or our houses that are available for sale. We're struggling with having enough of enough. them. Yeah. Um, we have a pretty good influx of people that have been coming in from the urban areas sure. because we're much more rural and it's easier to get an acre or two 
uh, of land with your home up here. Right. So there's a desire to come on up and have some space. And I think that's, that's, it's a little bit frustrating, you know, because there's, there's a few, a few factors at work. One of which we, we want our houses to stay affordable for folks. And when you have cash buyers coming up that are offering 20 and 30,000 more for a yeah, home and makes a the appraisers are just, yeah, they're pulling their hair out trying to, to regulate these housing prices. Uh, so, and these people are just coming in and blowing them out of the water. And I think right. number two, you know, I think with the rest of the state, with the housing shortage that we have, entry level housing is, is almost nearly impossible to find unless it needs forty to $60,000 of remodel work. Right. So we're constantly struggling trying to, you know, help legislators and our local officials figure out ways to bring in larger volumes of entry-level housing because we have a huge demand for it up here. Do you find that most of the people that are coming in are purchasing a second home or a primary home since you are in the mountains? You know, it's, I would say right now we do have, we were fortunate. We have a, a very strong infrastructure as far as our internet is concerned. Oh, that's and awesome. I think with, with, yeah, with a lot of the telecommuting that's been going on lately, a lot of people are actually selling their primary homes in the okay. urban areas and then repurchasing their primary home up here. And that's what I wondered. You, know, then, you could see how why they yeah. would do it, right? If you want to work from absolutely. where you want to be, why wouldn't you be in the mountains? So awesome. Sure. And then, you know, they might spend one or two days on the road driving to back to the home office, but you know, or the main office, but for the most point part they're they're using our infrastructure up here. Yeah. I'm still surprised you guys got internet up there in Tatchby. <laughs> Stop. I'm not surprised. But, you know, it is curious. How far are you? If somebody's driving from Tehachapi, for people that don't know, to drive from Tehachapi to Bakersfield, uh, what is the commute time? You know, from downtown uh, Tehachapi to Bakersfield is about a 40-minute drive. We're about two hours to Los Angeles International Airport, which gives us also great access to San Fernando, the northern parts of Los Angeles County, and uh, you know, uh, up and down the 14 corridor, Santa Clarita, Newhall areas like that, which have a lot of uh, a lot of business. And then, of course, yeah, Bakersfield, not that far away. Yeah. Okay. So, Josh, I have a question. Do you have very many people moving out of Tehachapi, maybe to other states? Right. Yeah, there, there's there's still that um, a little bit of that exodus, but it's not keeping up with the pace of the influx again if it if it was i think we would see that our inventory our houses available would be more stable and it's it's definitely not the case so uh, you know unfortunately it's really it's it's kind of a struggle and a little bit frustrating when you're in this industry and you have people that are qualified ready to buy and you just can't find find them a home and by stable you, know, and, you mean stable pricing correct Stable pricing, stable, stable inventory, yeah. too. If we had the same number coming in that we had leaving, you know, then it would pretty much right. just be a, apples for apples, you right. know, a, 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 a straight across. But it's just not that case. And when something that's priced properly, that's a value, that's a, you know, a home that doesn't need a lot of work when that hits the market, it becomes a bloodbath out yes, there. You know, the absolutely. sharks come out and, yeah, we're getting multiple offers. Uh, our time on market for us is is drastically shortened um so it's it's not uh as crazy as it might be in some of the big metro areas but for our little town this is this is pretty uh it's pretty in, pretty intense up here right now okay josh really we want to thank you for participating and cooperating in the blood drive yes. for our friend gerard 
um, it, it blows my mind that, you know, f from so far away, you guys yes, were all absolutely. in from the second you heard about it. And so thank you very much to the Tehachapi Association of Realtors, yep. all the other associations that have jumped on board too. Yes, um, absolutely. And I want to remind, uh, in our last few seconds here, I want to remind all uh, people here in the Central Valley, you can go to FresnoRealtors.com. That's FresnoRealtors.com. And click on the Gerard Lozano Memorial Blood Drive, and you can sign up today. Please do. Please do, because it starts Monday, and um, you can uh, go all the way through Saturday, whatever time or location fits location, you. At each location, yes. Thank you very much to all our listeners, and we'll be back again next Saturday. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.